0: Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique immersive and thoroughly delicious perspective so put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us i'm your host anthony and no need to adjust those headphones you're hearing me right century club is taking a week-long break so we can bring you an honest to goodness classic episode of tnt with all the gravy and fixins. we're still doing this from our respective quarantine prisons but we have quite a treat to make you feel like it's the good old days again so tune in and turn up lovelies But before we get started, we all know that hosting a podcast and drinking alone in your room is a sad, sad business that probably requires some sort of intervention, so I invited a couple of friends to keep me company while I slowly lose my mind to cabin fever, and they are
1: Ryan, your music connoisseur,
0: and Pedro, your mixologist. And now, tunes and tumblers fam, we know you're seeking a little remedy from your election day hangover, and we have just the salve for your throbbing brains. Our guest today is a brilliant Nashville singer-songwriter taking the indie world by storm. He scored a top 20 hit at Alternative Radio this year with his single, Not Okay, and you can find his song, As I'll Ever Be, on the soundtrack to one of my favorite rom-com sequels, To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You. He blends a background in punk rock with indie pop glitz and agile wordplay that would make Beck jealous on his latest EP, Hologramma, which is the subject of our show today. Ladies and gentlemen and NB friends, Please welcome Chaz Cardigan to the show. Everybody's got that we
2: can't fix, yeah.
0: Chaz, thank hello. you for joining us today.
2: Yeah, hello, hello. Thank you all for having me, man. Uh, I I don't know if I can uh, if I can live up to that that introduction. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's really exciting for us, too. We haven't gotten to do one of these interviews since before the uh, the plague times. <laughs> In the before No t- way.
2: No way. It's been that long.
0: It, it kind of doesn't seem like it, but uh, according to my calendar, it has indeed been about eight months. Oh, my God. <sighs> wow, man.
2: Well, thank you all for having me. This is going to be great.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for the confidence. Uh, Before we all get started here, um, we got to like kind of, uh, you know, clean out the gears a little bit, you know, oil them, get rid of the rust. Let's get back into our old format here. And that means we each need to tell each other what we've been listening to this week. Um, Who would like to go first?
2: I've really been digging that, uh, that Miley Cyrus tune, Midnight Sky. There's like a, a oh, remix yeah. that came out this week. There's a remix that came out this week with Stevie Nicks on it, where they uh, they mash up "Edge of Seventeen and "Midnight Sky," and uh, it's, it's kind of a banger.
0: Fire! Wow! Yeah, that was on my release radar.
1: Who did the mashup on that one?
0: Uh, Miley. It's an official release.
1: Oh no, kidding! Wow.
2: Yeah, yeah, and Brilliant. it's and it's modern Stevie Nicks. It's not like the old acapella. It's Stevie Nicks now singing.
1: Oh man, that's fantastic! Love that. It's really cool.
0: We got to thank that guy who is riding on his skateboard, listening to dreams, and drinking cranberry juice. Ryan knows his name. What's his name, Ryan?
1: I think it's Dogface, right?
0: Yeah, that's wow. right. <laughs> that's right, Dogface. Sure. Ka- I mean, Dog Chaz knows him. Out here... Chaz
1: is Chaz is you know Chaz is on TikTok. He's out there. I,
2: you know what? I think Dogface is single-handedly the uh, the karmic reset button that we needed this year (laughs) (laughs) because everything was going really bad, right? I mean, just absolutely fucking terrible. (laughs) And then we get Dogface drinking the cranberry juice on the skateboard, listening to Dreams, and then. You know, now we're kicking a fascist out of the White House—not to take it there immediately—but thank, thank God, he saved it, us. Yeah. thank you, Dogface.
0: If you even listened to our episode last week, like it was a very, very downer of an episode. Like we, <laughs> we released it on uh, on election day, and we're like, okay, now we're just gonna go into our bunkers and not come out for a week. But it seems <laughs> that the sun is shining. I'm ready to get up on my skateboard and listen to some Fleetwood Mac.
3: Right. Yeah, my, my theme music when I woke up this morning was very upbeat. It was great.
2: What was your theme I... music this morning?
3: <laughs> it's just it was just a basic score of my life. Does
0: everyone else not hear it? I hear it every morning. Oh. <laughs> Pedro, I might I think you might want to get that looked at. <laughs> I've been listening to hologramma on a loop in preparation for this show. Really great work, and I'm really excited to talk about it, Chaz. But I think in addition to that. I've been listening to this artist named Patrick Droney. Um, mm. He came across my uh, radar, like I think last year with his song Brooklyn. I really like his voice. It's got kind of this like sultry kind of after dark piano bar kind of quality to it. But he kind of blends that with like virtuoso guitar and kind of pop trappings. And he just came out with this EP called state of the heart. Um, big recommends for anyone looking for like a, kind of a sadder John Mayer fix, kind of more mm. soulful too. That's mm. so that's my recommendation there.
1: Love that. More sad oh. John Mayer.
3: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> How you might wonder. Well, take a listen. Um <laughs> I'll go next. Um so lately I've been really into uh Boy Pablo, viral sensation Boy Pablo. He's released Whatcito Rico, full-length album, and I absolutely love it. It's got these great like bedroom pop vibes and I mean this this guy is just talented beyond his years. Um, I also love how he mixes English lyrics with Spanish lyrics. I really like that a lot. Tracks like uh, the title track and um, Devas and Come Home are, are particularly great songs that I'm, I'm really into right now. Um, other than that, uh, an old friend of the pod, Rich Carlton, is making new music under a different name right now. Um, his project's called Curio Watts. He's making a lot of really
0: great like, lo-fi playlist stuff.
3: Um, wait, really... he's
0: Curio Watts? Yeah, that's Curio Watts. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of DMs from him. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 our old friend Rich Carlton. Um <laughs> he released a track called
3: Myth, Fable, Fairy Tale a few days ago and it's it's really great. So if you're into that kind of thing, you need to do some studying, Anthony. Um you might want to check him out.
0: <laughs> well, I will for sure now that I know he's not just some rando.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's time to unblock and listen.
0: you
3: need to stop reporting him anthony okay
1: (laughs) well i will report what i have been listening to the latest from the killers i'm a little late to the game on that one i think it dropped in august but um better late than never um you know speaking of fleetwood mac this has some great guests lindsey buckingham's on this album yes uh the war on drugs is featured and this is just a great um Katie Lang, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's an incredible... And Jonathan Rado's producing. I mean, it's it's one of those albums where, like, on paper, it sounds incredible, and it actually is. Um, so I'm glad really taking the time to sit and go through it, and it's just kind of that beautiful Heartland rock with motoric beats. And it kind of um, worked well with um, kind of some of the vibes coming from, from Yuri Peach Chaz. you know, middle of the road, I thought kind of felt really... In step with this album, wow! Um, I really appreciate had a that. really strong Heartland vibe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it had that vibe, and so um, I've been listening to that. It's been great, and um, that's kind of where I've been.
2: Super good, guys! This is great taste.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It, it feels good to be validated every once in a while.
2: You're valid. <laughs> 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 Your parking is free.
0: Oh shit. Oh. that is a big get in LA yeah it really is so I think it's time that we moved into the bar so to speak I mean the bar is still closed um we put Gerald Highwater our uh our fictional but not so fictional bouncer inside the bar about eight months ago and we gave him a bat and a year's worth of dehydrated food and told him to just keep the rats away um, I think it's time that we, like, looked at the security camera and see how he's doing. Pedro, do you, do you see any signs of life in there? It looks like he's blacked out the cameras. Not sure what's going on. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> um, well, I'm a little afraid, but, you know, let's come back to that when we get a vaccine. Maybe I'm sure <laughs> things will be okay. Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, we can always do a digital bar that is far less dangerous. So Chaz, for just for your understanding, Tunes and Tumblers used to be a bar. Uh, it was our bar. It was the bar that uh, existed in Ryan and Pedro's living room. Um, oh man! But in order, in order to get into the bar, we had to check your ID. Um, unfortunately, we can't do that right now. So instead, I think we'll just give you a pass. Uh, you're, you're like, what, 21, 31, you know, you're, you're in the, you're in the age group, right?
2: <laughs> I'm old enough to party.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Let's party on these airwaves. So, Ryan, uh, what are we listening to today?
1: Well, you kind of spelled it out pretty well. Um, the description I had doesn't quite do yours justice, Anthony. We're listening to, uh, Holograma, the brand new eight track extended play for Mr. Chaz Cardigan, the one with us today.
2: let I don't wanna... I'm really excited to see what this tastes like.
0: Well, for that, we got to turn things over to Pedro. Pedro, what you got for us?
3: Oh, let me give, do my stretches. It's been a while since I've made a full cocktail on this show. Ugh. Okay, <laughs> so, Chaz, first of all, this EP is. Great. I love it. It's brilliant. It's so catchy. I've been singing it all day. For the cocktail uh pairing, I'm I'm focusing in on the track Losing Touch. Okay. And for for me, the song really makes me think about obviously, you know, memories from my youth, relationships, friendships, all that. But it it makes me think more about how I see those things and how they make me feel now. Um, now that I'm older, the more experience, more knowledge. Um, and it sort of puts them in a different context. They feel different, they' They can mean different things. So I wanted to make something that was familiar from youth, but goes down differently now.
2: Ooh. So Ooh. I'm going <laughs> to add this to the press release for the record. Oh, no, please do.
3: <laughs> um, so one of my thoughts uh, for, for the flavors to work with here was um PB&J. Everyone loves a good PB&J from when they were kids. And so I wanted to age it up a bit. Um, so this cocktail involves screwball whiskey, really delicious peanut butter whiskey. I mean, if you can find any other peanut butter whiskey, use that, but I love screwball. Um, and so I wanted that. And then for the, you know, the jelly part of it, I made a uh, simple syrup with, um, some raspberries and blueberries, um, and a little bit of, um, butterfly pea flower to give it some extra color. And then I added some I added some blackberry liqueur to it to just give it that that little extra thing. So sort of a mixed berry jelly that we're working with here. Um, so I'm adding that to the peanut butter whiskey, throwing in some old fashioned bitters in there as well. Um, and then one of, one of my favorite lines of the song is um, where you talk about uh, uh, another bridge you've burned. Um, I just love that that little line. And um, so to sort of sort of put that into the drink, I'm Smoking the glass with, um, and you can smoke it with whatever you like. I used rosemary um, that I just sort of lit on fire and put under the glass and let it smoke in there. Um, But you can use like wood chips or any any other things like that. Um, So it gives it that good smokiness. Um, And then so just putting that into, putting all those ingredients into the glass with some ice, garnishing it with a little rosemary,
2: and I'm calling it a burnt bridge. Wow, man. (laughs) Okay, so the single biggest loss that covid has thrown my way this year is not being in a room with you guys to try that.
3: <laughs> well, we'll put the recipe up and you can definitely go for it yourself and hopefully. And that uh, sounds good. Thank you for that, Pedro. Uh, no, no problem. Um this is a really this is a really good uh piece to work off of. So, thank you for the music.
2: This is art. That's art is right there. <laughs> I appreciate
0: that. Pedro's very wow. good at what he does. That's why he has a job here. <laughs>
3: This is why this is why they let me take care of our bouncer. I need to, I need him (laughs) to cater
2: my, I need him to cater my wedding here in a few years. You give me a call. I'm there.
0: (laughs) Well, we may not have actual glasses with us, but let's raise our invisible ones together. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. 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 So Chaz, thank you again for joining us. We're really excited to have you. Um, and we're very, uh, privileged to get to listen to and review your EP. Um, First of all, I I love it. I'm a big indie pop darling. Uh, Ever since, you know, uh, Walk the Moon came onto my radar and I'm like, what is this? This is fun. I want to dance to it. But looking at you, you have quite the background. I I mean, you're a classically trained pianist. Uh, You started playing in punk rock bands at 11. You gigged in Louisville bars in high school. Plus, uh, I hear you produced in a Nashville hip hop collective. Is that right?
2: These are all true things.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Like you've got such a background in music. Um I'm wondering first of all, how did you bring all of these different influences together in the CP?
2: Oh, this is a great question. Something I really caught myself doing a lot on Hologramma was writing songs I wish I'd heard as a teenager. Which for me, I think, means you know, there are these poppy hooks, right? But there's some nasty guitar stuff going on. There's the hip-hop influence in the drums and a lot of the rhythmic phrasings. But the things just feel free, you know? I really pulled a lot from Third Eye Blind and probably, like, the Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox 20 on a lot of the songs. But then I think there's this equal pull, like you guys said, from The Killers and from Talking Heads. And then... Probably my biggest influence in high school, I would have told you, it was Kanye West, and this is pre Jesus Kanye, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> this is not Con- <laughs> this is not televangelist Kanye, but I think that, but I think that that kind of like color ends up coming across in a lot of the songs. I think this uh, exploration of like what things you can kind of mash together, like in everything's wrong, you go from this kind of tight, clipped. Uh, kind of like rap phrasing and you're living in like a three-note kind of a Drake melody world and then you're into like killer's land by the time the chorus hits. So I think it all comes across hopefully well, but yeah, I, I think the way that I brought it all together is just trying to make something that would have made 15-year-old me really stoked.
1: <laughs> that that kind of that vibe, all those influences kind of come through to me in the line uh, Cobain, Champagne, and Kamikaze.
2: Yes, kamikazes, like, honestly. You know what? I I should, I should point to this song more often. Uh, th- that's probably like the most Chaz Cardigan of Chaz Cardigan songs.
3: <laughs> it's the definitive Cardigan.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a pulse to it. It's super colorful. The melodies are weird. Uh, the chords are like just dark, like just somewhere in off dark world. Uh, and there's lyrics like "Go Chupacabra" on my
1: king shit. <laughs>
0: i love that line yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah yeah it's
1: very that verse is so evocative and like <laughs> i'm still i feel like i'm not through envisioning all those different things by the time the song's over it's so much Man, so thank you that means it's in there thank you i did my job so that so i have to say though that cobain champagne that's a reference to like rome in the 90s right that's like him having too much champagne like od'ing is that what that is
2: what do you think it means? <laughs>
1: that's what that's what I thought. That's what I thought it was a reference to. Drinking rare champagne with Courtney Love in Rome. Let's talk um, about your
2: relationship with your mother. <laughs> 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 no, nah, man. It's it's kind of a Rorschach test for whatever you want it to be. I actually originally it, this is a uh, this is a weird like behind the scenes thing, I guess. Like originally writing the line was order the cocaine champagne and i don't know the more i sat with that for months i'm like that doesn't mean anything it it means absolutely nothing they're just fun words cocaine champagne they're just fun to, like percussive words and somewhere along the line i was like actually cocaine champagne is cooler and it i i, I don't know it just kind of came off the brain and it felt more evocative and and it really is totally just an ink blot for whatever you want it to mean that specific reference um and if for you it's the courtney love rome uh, anecdote then that's what it means
1: perfect perfect answer
0: <laughs> i really like what you were saying earlier about like hip-hop phrasing because um i think i like became aware of especially in rock music um rock musicians starting to use hip-hop phrasing uh in the arctic monkeys am because that was oh, yeah. something that alex turner was trying to pull from like you would give the explanation and then you would give the definition kind of like a Jeopardy uh, way of doing things. Um, and I, I really I think like you and a lot of artists I've been seeing nowadays are doing that one line while you were talking like this one line came to me from a, uh, a song by the Rex. Are you a fan of them at all?
2: I love the Rex. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I God, I love their song. The new one that they put out um, out of style where like during the pre-chorus, he's like, I'm in California Coke with rum. And cola. So like then the uh the definition of Coke changes from Coca-Cola to cocaine because he added the specifier at the end. I don't know. I, I just I'm like a, a big lyric guy. I-, I like being able to uh to stop and appreciate little moments like that.
2: Right. Um right. right. This is the thing that excites me about having a whole generation of kids that grew up listening to everything.
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: Well, speaking of everything, okay, I got to ask, in your influence list, Sun Ra is on the list. Oh, that man. Is intre- that is interesting.
2: Yes. Yes. I, man, Sun Ra is one of the coolest musicians who has ever lived. Um, I had a real phase uh, of just obsessing over and combing through Sun Ra's catalog uh, probably in 2015 was when I would have gotten into him. And, you know, was really digging into, like, space is the place, and just finding, like, these old videos of him in the orchestra, and the uh, the film that he did sometime in the early 70s. That The the name of it is totally lost in my brain right now, but I know I watched it three or four times, stoned off my ass every time <laughs> time. Um, and then I had a really... This, this will sound weird. I had a really great panic attack listening to Sun Ra once.
1: <laughs> um, that is so the reaction, though, listening to some of that stuff. it's
2: Well, it's, it's great. And, you know, it's like this idea of really organized chaos that everything sounds messy and it sounds like it's all accidental, but that's totally how it's written. And that you listen through the catalog and it really evolves into this crazier and crazier and crazier thing with each record. And this guy never did any drugs. This guy was stone-cold sober his whole life. This is just, like, his, his brain is operating on a white noise. But there's this record he did called Nothing Is, and I remember vividly, like, I hadn't journaled at the time in months, and my life was falling apart, and I put on Nothing Is in the background, and this... The first 30 minutes of that record go by, and I'm just, like, spiraling in a panic attack, writing in this notebook over, 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 like, words, scribbling things out. And then at some point, like, this huge saxophone collision happens. It's like, and then, like, I remember writing to myself on the page, no, stop. This is stupid. (laughs) What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You gotta, you gotta stop this right now. You gotta get your shit together. You gotta turn your life around. So I, I credit Sun Ra for all the good things in my life.
1: Wow, that's incredible. I feel like so many people just list people like that. Like they miss, they just sort of list people that they have maybe like a spiritual connection with. Like, oh yeah, I was really influenced by the music of Gigi Allen. Which it's like, no, the music is <laughs> horrible. You just you know, but that that's so cool, you have that connection with it. And you're so right. Sunra like was very deliberate in what he was doing. I don't know if you've ever seen the the business cards he made for from the fifties. No. Uh, beta music for beta people. Why buy old sounds? Buy new sounds from the future. And he's I mean, got like his that's... phone number. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> what anyway, an
2: interesting was... <laughs> human man. <laughs>
1: I guess we could probably do a whole other podcast on Sun-Ra, you know. We could. We've, we've done Ra. a
2: couple minutes on it now. I think we could keep riffing for a while, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, as much, like, I, I learned a lot right now. I think we've only brought yeah. up Sun-Ra, like, once in our entire run of the show. So, like, this is a good extrapolation for our listeners. Uh, Go listen to Sun-Ra and go watch Space is the Place, uh, the 1974 feature-length film starring Sun-Ra and his band. It is Space is um,
2: the Place. Yes, thank you. Uh, if you want something less crazy, start with the song Enlightenment.
0: Got to add that, Drew. We got to add this to the uh, the playlist. That's right. We actually have, we're starting up the playlist again. Let's do this. It's just all of Sun Ra's catalog. It's
1: Woo! Been... <laughs> so the way, yeah, if you, if something gets mentioned in the show, it goes on the playlist, you know? So I mentioned Gigi Allen, so he's going on the playlist. Amazing. <laughs> I totally so, forgot
0: yeah, of our guests have totally abused that. Power.
2: that part. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I completely forgot about that part so long. It becomes like a musical uh an index of everything mentioned mm-hmm. in the show to get like
0: full context for the show. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Let's bring things back a little bit. I want to talk more about your record. So even though you said this is uh your music is kind of like a Rorschach test uh for who whatever the listener wants to put on it. Um, did you have like anything in mind, uh emotionally yourself when composing it? like what is holograma about to you?
2: I definitely didn't write the songs with you know, a through line in mind as it was happening, uh sort of retroactively like looking back after a year or so of writing and going, what are these about? and then in the songs that kept poking up to the top of my list, like Losing Touch and Everything's Wrong and Jesus Christ I'm Lonely and Kamikaze, thinking, what is the through line here? And realizing that I had written all of these songs about my ideas and my relationships or my perspectives on things changing fundamentally in some way. And... What what was happening around my life at the time, I mean, I had just signed my record deal and I was traveling between Nashville and LA a lot more. I was going away for like a month at a time and I was in my first like really serious adult relationship. Um and so that was like hard to balance. There was a lot of like codependency and anxiety in that for both of us. And I like, you know, my relationships with my family and my friends and my team members And my creativity are all changing fundamentally as I'm like traveling more and playing more shows, and everything is like shifting around me, and it's all negotiations all the time. And I'm in these rooms with, you know, producers who have like maybe a more impressive resume than other people I'd worked with in the past. Um, Impressive sounds like a like a elitist word, but I think you know what I mean. Um, and and you know, just everything was shifting around me, and that's what I ended up writing about was like. Oh my God. Like, Kamikaze is about feeling like I don't deserve anything good going on in my life. It's imposter syndrome. Losing Touch is about my childhood best friend who I fell out with uh, after high school and hadn't talked for that whole period of time and wondering, like, oh God, like, what would that be like if that was still going on? Thinking about the relationship I was in at the time versus, like, the first relationships I got into. Why am I the person I am? That's really the through line of Hologramma. Vulnerabilia, my last EP was sort of unpacking my panic disorder and my like panic triggers and these things that I was finding out about myself in therapy at the time. And so once I got all that out, it's like, okay, well, why am I that way? Not just why am I me? Or like, what am I? But why am I me? And that's Hologramma.
0: That's very cool. Um, I think that kind of ties into, I was reading the interview that you gave in uh, Celeb Mix, where you said that hologramma is about being here now and not in the past or the future and i think that's kind of like uh in keeping with what you were saying about uh being in therapy and like centering yourself um would you describe yourself as a student of mindfulness in that way
2: oh a thousand percent yeah i fall apart if i don't have if i don't have a mindful practice i am just a, a wreck of a person
0: yeah, I just, uh, I just started grad school a few weeks ago. So like, I'm definitely there. Like if I don't have my meditation practice, if I'm not listening to that new Diplo album that he released on, uh, on <laughs> Calm. I'm, <laughs> I'm just a wreck. I can't get through my day. Um, but I think like for me, um, being able to stay productive and stay creative and not lose myself, like it's about taking things one step at a time. I can't be thinking like I've got, five things. I got 10 things. Like if I don't finish this all by Friday, I'm doomed. It's like, what can I do right now? What is the one thing I can do right now? Do you have yeah. a process like that?
2: I think it's just exactly what you described. So for a lot of this year, as we've been stuck inside, my uh, my process has been kind of influenced by this book called The Artist's Way that a lot of people seem to know about. And then a lot of people don't seem to know about. Um, essentially, like the main practice of the thing is waking up first thing in the morning every day and uh handwriting three pages of stream of consciousness um even if you have nothing to say just writing i have nothing to say i have nothing to say i have nothing to say until something comes out um and eventually something really good is going to come out i like that's been such a good centering thing for me this year and even on the mornings when i've had nothing you know that i'm working through and no idea what i'm doing usually in that stream of consciousness, you know, babble. I find something I'm really looking for. I find, you know, what I'm doing that day, or I find something I should be focusing on that day. I find the things I can take care of that day. Uh, And honestly, I've been super lax about it for the last two weeks. For whatever reason, I've just really fallen off after like six months of like really practicing it. No, not six, maybe four, whatever. But that, a daily meditation habit... I don't know. Those those are where I'm able to sort of sort out here's what I can take care of right now. The morning pages right. have been life-changing for me.
0: It's so funny. I I have a copy of The Artist's Way on my bookshelf and I'm it's just now registering that I still need to read it. You got to read it,
2: man. It is it will change <laughs> your life. It really will by week 2. It's a it's a life-changing 12 weeks
0: got to add Drew we got to add the the uh the audiobook to the playlist. Yes. <laughs>
1: Give Julia Cameron the coin. Is she <laughs> Oh my god, I wonder w- there's got to be one and I wonder if she's reading it or if not who they got. Who would we cast as the reader? Who would you cast, Chaz, as the reader? Ideal reader for The Artist's Way aside from Julia Cameron herself. Post Malone <laughs> Hell yeah! I didn't even have to think about that one.
2: No, I don't know why. I just want post. I just want it to be. No, you know what? Actually, Samuel L. Jackson.
0: I would just as soon as you said that, I had like a flashback to when he did the audiobook for "Go the Fuck to Sleep."
2: That is exactly what I'm thinking of, and that is exactly why he <laughs> should read the artist way.
1: Well, sometimes you just need someone to tell you to, like, you know. Just stop complaining and write the notes. Do the morning notes. You right. know? You need someone right. really to hammer that home for you, right?
2: Yeah. I, I would love Samuel L. Jackson to just be next to my bed when I wake up in the morning and for him to look me in the eye and say, Do you sleep good? Do you uh did you have a good night? All right. Well, I know you don't want to do it. But what you need to do is get your shit together. Get the fuck out of bed and write the morning. Pages. That's what I need every morning. With a gun to your head and him ending with it a with... No, gu- no, 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 no. No, no. The gun is just the intensity of the language, you know? <laughs> he punctuates it with motherfucker.
0: Yeah. I mean, the whole point of that last scene in, in Pulp Fiction, he doesn't pull out his gun. He just uses his intensity to talk down uh, the, the, the two burglars in the restaurant. He is
2: oh, the gun. Man. What an incredible actor. Okay, so now we have to add the stage play adaptation of Pulp Fiction to the playlist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a lot of work. We yeah. need,
1: what we need to do is find a high school production of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like a theater stage production.
2: <laughs> and God, oh. I hope it's a musical. Oh man. Oh man, A disgruntled theater teacher somewhere is very happy that you mentioned
1: it. It's their life's passion. <laughs> if it hasn't been <laughs> right. If it hasn't been done, you know somebody just wants to do it so bad for the dance sequence. If I've been wanting to
3: bring
0: this to McKinley High for so long, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
0: This sounds like an episode of Bob's Burgers that we're describing.
2: Oh my God. I, you know, I think um, we could actually go on for a while just about Sun Ra on the artist way.
0: Yes. Well,
1: there's That's something uh, about it. There's like some Buddhist principles. It was making me, you, you'd mentioned that you don't, um like you need that to, you need sort of that process to like not fall apart. But it sounds like what you've found. It's, you, you clearly have done a lot of work in this way and it's impressive. Um, But it reminds me, have you ever read How to Go to Pieces Without Falling Apart?
2: No, but wow, what a title. I know.
1: <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's kind of this idea. It's kind of Western psychology with Buddhism, and it's essentially it's only by letting go can we start on the path to a more fulfilling, spiritually satisfying life. Yes. And, um, and it sounds like you've kind of managed to be able to do that. You've managed to kind of look back, interrogate these things, but also not completely fall apart, like have a handle on them. And that's not easy to do. I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, it's definitely something I've tried to work towards, even if I haven't totally achieved it. But yeah, I think I probably do better with it now than I've ever done.
0: I think that's all you can really hope for. Uh, One of the key tenets in like a Buddhist practice or just like any sort of mindfulness practice is the understanding that it's a journey without a destination. And, you know, you may fall off of it from time to time, but you can always get back on and you can just do a little bit better than you did before.
2: Right. Right. And you get rewarded for just showing up at some point. I've, I've been meditating now for about five years and I would say sometime about three months ago was the first time I actually felt like I was meditating. You know what I mean? Like when you're a kid and you see a monk on TV or something and they're just in like total zen mode and you think, oh, well, that's fucking stupid. No one gets there. And then you start (laughs) meditating and you're like, see, I knew it. No one gets there. I'm just sitting here with my eyes closed. I'm not even doing anything. I'm just sitting in silence for 10 minutes. That's not doing anything. But then you do that for just long enough and just enough years that one day you go to the total zen mode and you're like, oh, okay, well, I was wrong. I just got, (laughs) you just gotta keep showing up. It's all about showing up.
0: Exactly. Well, I think we're kind of running short on time here, but I wanna ask one more fun question of the group before we transition into the next part of the show. We've talked a lot about genre bending on this show over the episodes and episodes that we've had and how we're seeing a lot of young artists bake influences like yourself from all over the map into their music. So my question for everyone is if you were to create a genre to describe yourself, what would it be called and what would it consist of? Anyone can take this.
3: (laughs) The nations lived in peace until the gen, the genre benders attacked.
0: Wow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, that was a real that was a solid and very quick reference. I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say um, probably Zydeco shoegaze, Um would probably be mine. Wow, I, I love I love a good, you know, I love the accordion sound, but I also love the melodica, and I love any kind of distorted melodica or accordion sound, and um and when you mix that kind of with the shoegaze to me it's zydeco is just an incredibly happy music um for those who haven't experienced the joy of zydeco it's it's big in new orleans and it's just a very fast joyous you know music very rooted in the new orleans you know or louisiana tradition and of course with shoegaze you're kind of it's a little hazy and sometimes you just need i feel like i kind of oscillate between those two modes sometimes i just need to bliss out and kind of stare inwardly for a long time but then sometimes i really need to two step and just fall and break my ankle trying to dance on canal street so there's my uh there's my genre that i hope exists if it doesn't already this one uh that 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 made me know
2: the answer immediately i would say some blend between grunge folk music and like i want to say like joey perp like (laughs) like really elastic sort of thin drum machines somehow with like i don't know i'm here for the banjos i'm here for the mandolin but make it nasty (laughs) make it ugly and make it angry but also beautiful. I don't. I don't know where that exists, but someone gets it. Like if you could give me Sufjan Stevens, but like there's a really angry Brockhampton 808 underneath it, I'm here for that all day. I want so to hear end, that. Sufjan, if
0: you're listening, we got ideas for your next album. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I would. And I would love to help you produce it, please, my king, my future husband. God, I want to. I want to love Sufjan Stevens till the day he dies.
3: So let's make that happen. <laughs> I will bartend the wedding. <laughs> for me, if I had to come up with a genre for myself. um, Some sort of. I guess the word I'm looking for is like a neurotic disco. Uh, like. Like where you you can kind of just dance forever and enjoy this blissful beat. But at the same time, you're constantly thinking about your problems.
0: So you hints. Got... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, basically. Um, as soon as you said neurotic disco, I'm like, that's Pedro.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely me. Um, yeah, so just dancing forever with a worried look on your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we've been for the past four years. Preach. Woo. All right, bringing up the rear. I, I think if I were to put... Uh, a name on myself as a genre of music, it would be something like blue jean indie core. I really love like, like uh, Bruce Springsteen working class heartland rock. But at the same time, I really like the pop influences of, of indie pop, just stuff that I can dance to. But also like I, I began my musical transformation. Like I grew up listening exclusively to country music and the Forrest Gump soundtrack until I was like 12. And then I realized that there was more music, because I started getting uh, carpooled to school. And I was looking in like, the CD booklets of my friend's mom's minivans. I'm like, wow, look at all this stuff. So I started listening to like punk rock very heavily. And I just love, like, especially the dirty, nasty feeling of like a DIY punk show where everyone is there to just rage and get aggressive but you know we're all friends and if someone gets knocked down we're gonna pick you up and we're gonna keep pushing each other so that's i think my energy wrapped up in a genre of music
2: man i love that blue jean indie core is the most spin magazine descriptor i've ever heard i love i love that
3: it's gonna be the next like spotify
0: playlist
2: yeah yeah i I want to make a blue jean i will i will make you a blue jean indie
1: core record
0: Stay tuned why, for the next we, Chaz Cardigan record.
1: That would be fun, also, to do like, um, like a, you know, sending this out there to the world. Like, what do you think Blue Jean Indiecore sounds like? Like, if you had to come up with a playlist of that sound, like, if you were an editor at Spotify or, you know, Amazon Music, what would be on Blue Jean Indiecore? You know, would you put Kurt Vile? it? Is Vial it just it?
2: the Gaslight Anthem? Right.
0: that's actually what i had in mind uh i have a tattoo on the back of my arm right now that is the i'm getting it covered up on wednesday because i i don't think it blends well with the rest of my work but it is the artwork from uh the uh the single uh 45 by the gaslight anthem got it okay so just a shattered record of two people looking away from each other
2: love that love that
3: we should well, put that out. We should put that out as a challenge to like, listeners. Make us a blue jean
2: indie core playlist.
1: Cover yeah, up your uh, listeners... cover up your favorite tattoo and make your blue jean <laughs> uh, indie core playlist.
2: Guys, you think I'm joking? But like, I that my I just had like a sonic glass ceiling break in my mind. I genuinely, I'm gonna try to chase this sound for a little bit.
0: Wow, we're gonna have I to have am, you back. I am honored. Then. I'm gonna. <laughs> the, I'm gonna have to for me. G- Yeah,
2: I'm going to have to explicitly credit you on it. I I mean, you know, who knows? We'll see how that works out. I I Genuinely, I'm going to try that for a little bit. (laughs) Keep us in the loop on that
0: one. Mm.
2: This is good. This is good. This has been a really, really good talk.
0: Well, with that, I think it's time we transition to the last segment of our show. This is a fun game that we used to play a lot when we were in person. By this time, everyone's had at least one of the cocktails. Everyone's feeling really loose, and it's (sighs) time to use our brains we're about to play a little game called Hashtag Mood. Hashtag Mood is this game we like to play to test all of our brain power. The way it works is that one of us reaches into the head of the fabulous Mrs. Potts. Ryan, can you show Chaz Mrs. Potts? So she is Behold. a little bit of a, a bastardized version, a, a little bit of a, a royalty-free sideways of a certain <laughs> character of the Disney canon. She um, was not so
3: Life was not so yes. kind after Beauty and the Beast,
0: created by someone's kid at a like uh, a paint your world center or something like that.
1: <laughs> this is great, yeah. I can't. And
0: inside her head are a bunch of pre-written prompts. They'll range the gamut from like you get stranded by the side of the road and it starts raining to a uh, a story, a genuine short story written by one of our good friends, John Moses. Uh, hopefully we don't get one of those today. But the whole point is that once we pull them, we each have a chance to choose one song that matches that mood. Ooh! Are you ready to to give this a shot? Yeah,
1: let's do it. This is great.
0: All right, Ryan, can you reach in and give us our mood for today?
1: All right, let's reach in to the head and see what's uh, see what's cooking. All right. You see your ex in line to see the same band as you. Things ended amicably, so you decide what the heck and call out their name. They look over at you with a quizzical stare. Remind me how I know you, they say. That's the move. Ooh.
0: <laughs> I was like, why does this sound so familiar? And then I remember that I wrote it and it happened to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was when I went to see Tones and I. Uh
2: wow. <laughs> can can we give 2? Uh
0: yeah, just, um just one. We can do 2. You're you're allowed to do 2.
2: Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 If my life is a coming of age indie uh dramedy, right? Then the song that plays right as this happens is Loser by Beck. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately, who are you? Oh, we dated for a month. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. It would just come in right there, right? Um, <laughs> and then you know, okay, you said this is from an anecdote of yours where you dated this girl for a month, and so I like. I'm trying to not make it super serious, right, and not get too moody with it. So I'm going to say Small Talk by Katy Perry
1: is my other one.
0: Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is perfect. Wait, co-
1: can we, real quick, Chaz, can we just appreciate that you mentioned the line, the line from the Beck song, uh, Monkey, while they're waiting in line to see a song performed called Dance Monkey? I mean, oh, just, shit. <laughs> the, I appreciate that. There
2: are, there are levels to this shit, player.
1: Tiramisu. <laughs> You're a music That's a music supervisor, (laughs) big music supervisor energy right there.
2: Well, thank you, man. You know, if music doesn't work out, I'm just going to be the best music supervisor that HBO will ever have. I'm manifesting that. There you go.
1: Big Alex Patsavas, big Thomas Golubich energy. True heads (laughs) now.
2: Now you're just making up names. I wish. I wish I was.
0: It's that, that family guy flashback where he looks up and says, you don't even know who I am.
1: <laughs> Benjamin Disraeli, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so who wants to take this one next?
3: I'll go. Mine's really simple. Um, so the song I picked for this is Forget Me Nots by Patrice Russian. Um I mean, pretty pretty straightforward, right? She's probably like, okay, you know what? So this doesn't happen again. I'm sending you Forget Me Nots to help me to remember. Um mm. <laughs> we shared some joy, we had some memories of love and affection, but uh yeah, who are you again?
0: So that's
3: that's my that's my pick for uh for this mood.
0: I love it. you well, you guys are bringing me back.
1: I think it's I think it's good because that's what, like a late seventies, early eighties cut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have one from that's that era too. I have um my choice is Grace Jones's I've seen that face before, Libertango. Mm. <laughs> oh hell
2: yeah. Very and good. to
1: me, there's different perspectives from that one, I think. You know, you can kind of hear it as, I think both people in this case have a feeling, a strange feeling of being haunted by that other face or that other person. And I think it, the multiple meanings of the song work, you know. Um, strange, he's standing there alone, staring eyes chill me to the bone. This feels like, you know, a line that this... Um, this person that Anthony's seeing in this mood could be feeling as he's staring at them, squinting in line. Um, <laughs> so This guy, this guy <laughs> keeps
3: looking at me.
1: <laughs> and it also, because it has kind of a tango feel, it has this kind of surreal, kind of spinning feel to it that I think captures the mood of seeing somebody and the feeling that they don't recognize you, like a very Lynchian kind of... Like, if this were a Lynch movie, the... the the sounds that would follow this would, would just be like white noise and a drone. You know, like, <laughs> who are you? Right. You're going to have to go see the cowboy. It just gets
0: louder to, uh, and louder. To... <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for like bringing such color to my memories. Um, I was convinced <laughs> that someone was going to pick the one that I I had. So I had the backup. Uh, Mine's very straightforward as well. It's just, who are you by the who? I knew um, it. <laughs> Oh, great. Great. No longer associated with CSI. Instead, with my memory of being forgotten by someone I was very intimate with. So that's that actually that. such a
2: perfect choice. That's so on the nose. I love it.
3: That was the first one I thought of, but I knew, I knew someone was going to pick it.
0: Well, that's why I had a backup. My other one is Amnesia by Five Seconds of Summer. Oh, great. <laughs> great. I really was
2: convinced someone was going to pick Loser by Beck for some reason.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, I steered clear of that. I didn't want to get too self-deprecating on the show.
3: <laughs> Don't judge yourself too harshly, Anthony.
0: I'm doing my best. I'm I am I'm combating all of the negative self-talk in my head. You know, uh, self-care is a journey. It's never over. Just kind of like uh, our our own meditation journeys. But thank you guys so much for playing this game. Um, And I think before we go, it's time to wrap things up a little. Do you guys have any lingering thoughts about Hologramma, about Screwball Whiskey, um, about Sunra?
2: They're all delicious. (laughs) I'm really happy we were able to fit all three of those things into one conversation.
1: This Me too. We, this is what I, we do
3: at Toons and Tumblers.
1: I think that I think we have to. I really want to highlight, um, Chaz's kind of unofficial release songs on TikTok because they take a wow. much more kind of militant stance. I think, and those are a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, look, everyone, get out there. You know, I'm gonna Samuel L. Jackson everybody for a second and say, listen to Hologramma, stream it everywhere, stream it on Deezer. Stream it on Spotify. <laughs> I don't know if it's on. I don't know if Neil Young. If Neil Young's Pono is still a thing, I don't know if he still has that going. But if it is, find it there. Um, but also Chaz on TikTok Uncompressed. is <laughs> a lot of good, um, a lot of great songs, um, and dropping a lot of um, dropping a lot of knowledge. That's very refreshing. So I enf- encourage. I folks really to... I really appreciate that. that Thank
2: way. you. I- please follow me on TikTok and then my record label will love me more.
0: (laughs) Yes, Chaz. Do you have anything to plug before we go? What are your socials? What you got going on?
2: Yeah, I'm at Chaz Cardigan everywhere. C-H-A-Z-1-Z and then Cardigan like like your grandma's got in her closet. And um, if you're listening to this before November 19th, uh, my band and I are doing like a full real show that you'll be able to get tickets to. If you buy tickets for 10 bucks, you can watch the live stream for 24 hours after the fact. It's going to be a live stream show where we play all of Hologramma and a couple of other songs. And, uh, you know, I'm a little bit, not nervous for that, but trying to work my body back into, like, full show mode after, uh, what, eight months now of being stuck at home? God, almost nine months of being stuck at (laughs) home without getting to play a show since February. So... I'm stoked for that, and if you want to see a young man lose his composure and fail horribly in real time, you should pay $10 for a ticket to that.
0: <laughs> Watch him go to pieces without falling apart. What a Ooh.
1: title!
2: <laughs> what a title. No, that's all I've got to plug It's just that. And, you know, obviously, listen to the record, please, and there's plenty of other songs and plenty of songs I'm working on right now that'll come out next year, but until then, I'm just going to be uh on TikTok singing songs about how the United States uh is an aggressively aggressive
1: aggressor of aggression.
0: That's a really great punk band.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he has one talking about how our taxes could be going to updating our energy grid. And um and if you really want to treat, check out the comment, the comments and you can find really weird. I don't even know where these people are, who they are, but people trying to mansplain fascism to Chaz in the comments. And it's very dude, funny.
2: You dude, man, I have learned <laughs> so much about what to engage with and what not to engage with in comment <laughs> sections because of TikTok. <laughs> I've also learned that if you just make videos with like very straightforward uh, you know, songs or you know, put your political opinions into songs in less than 30 seconds. People will just keep watching the thing thousands of times because they're typing comments trying to fight with you. And then people will get into these <laughs> comment chains hundreds... <laughs> dude, people get into these arguments hundreds of comments long in my comment sections and they just keep coming back. So my engagement rate just keeps going up on TikTok and they're just fighting with each other. And I... I learned a long time ago, it doesn't stop whether I get in or not. So I just post and run these days. So you just watch
3: the fire grow and grow.
2: I see the notifications and I go, oh, right. Yeah, people are taking time out of their day to do this. Wow. And you know what? Good for them. I hope they find peace.
0: I think that's the lesson we can take here. Well, Chaz, thank you you so much for joining us. Yes, we appreciate you for stopping by. And once this pandemic is over, we should get you on the show for real. Sit down with us. Enjoy a cocktail. I would love to enjoy
2: a cocktail with people in person again, yes. One day. One day. Someday soon.
0: Fingers crossed we're going to uh, put that out into the universe. Hopefully um, we can actualize it.
3: Oh, it just got sent back. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Oh, damn it. No, just
2: kidding. (laughs) (laughs) This has been really fun, and thank you guys.
0: Uh, thanks for
3: joining us, man. This was great. Yeah,
2: thanks a bunch.
0: Thank you so much, Chaz. And thank you all for listening to Toons and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us out so much. Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. And until next time, cheers. 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 cheers.